Mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt, a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo. It's 13 years old, soft as a flannel bathrobe, and after a few hundred dirty jobs, demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but if you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. After the holidays, a little cash goes a long way. The Chime checking account has tons of benefits to help, like fee-free overdraft up to $200 for eligible members, no monthly fees, and thousands of fee-free ATMs. You can even get paid up to two days early with direct deposit. Sign up for Chime today at Chime.com goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members of FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Access to direct deposits up to two days early depends on the timing of the submission of the payment file from the payer. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit the like and subscribe button. You get all of our content, including before floor, an hour before every heat game, posts up 5R as soon as the heat game ends, and Dono Daily every single day. FiveReasonsSports.com, spell that one out. No paywall. We do not charge you like the newspapers. You get the latest takeaways from Brady Hawk and others on all the South Florida teams and check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network that includes Therapist Preferred that's the CBD that you can find for 25% off using the code 5RSN that's the number 5RSN 25% off at therapistpreferred.com you get the the gummies the tincture and also the sports cream for recovery for sleep it's the best stuff and a lot of our listeners can attest to it so go to therapistpreferred.com use the product code 5RSN and now, tonight's episode. Down to this day. Yay. Uh, five on the floor. Ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing. Got an all band. Y'all seen the block. Stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust. It's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. Welcome back to Five on the Floor. I am your host, Greg Sylvander, and we are not going to go into the full intro in this show. No, 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 no. Uh, The Miami Heat showed up tonight, folks. We had a lot of people. Some within our network, some maybe that are even in this podcast that were very, very nervous about tonight. And something that I pointed out as we started uh, the pregame show today is every time the Miami Heat have faced adversity, what have they done? They have responded. And they responded tonight, y'all. 120 to 85. I am joined by the coach, Sean Rochester, 
Tonight's floor plan is game five. We are going to dissect and talk about the action. I'm your host, Greg Sylvander, if I didn't say that already. Um, so this was quite a game. This was the second largest margin of victory in heat playoff history in a game where a lot of people felt like they were dead in the water in certain ways, which I felt was weird because there's so many other moments where we were so much more dead. So it's just like, I think people forgot what it felt like to be dead. Um, they showed up, Sean. Uh, let's, I don't even know where to start because I'm pretty hyped about this whole situation. I have to be honest because it felt like, um, like people had kind of, like they were just expecting things to go badly tonight. And maybe that's just me, um, but I guess we got to start here. Jimmy Butler, he, is he having the best postseason in, of any player in the league? I mean, it's got to be pretty damn close, right, Sean? Hey, if you ask his agent, I don't know if you saw that tweet, <laughs> yeah. his agent corrected Ethan or whoever whoever tweeted that out and said uh, he's not playing as a top three player, he's playing as top one player. You know, Jimmy is just, honestly, he's doing whatever it takes. You know, he's not when he has to dominate scoring, he does that when he's assisting and creating, he does that he's defending, he's rebounding, he's switching on to Joel Embiid. He's doing everything for us. And, and he's honestly the, the motor, you know, he's kind of that proverbial leader that that drives the machine. So I don't know if you can ask anything else out of Jimmy and especially after last postseason, like what else can you ask for when everybody was questioning his his abilities, his talents, his top 10, 15 level. He's definitely there right now. I mean, box plus minus, we got to stay away from most of the time, but we're just, we're going to, we, I got to shout this out. He's a plus 36 in this game tonight, 30, 23 points in 34 minutes, nine to 15, super efficient, three or four from the line, hit two threes, nine rebounds, six assists, uh, a steal, two turnovers, two fouls. That was Jimmy Butler's box score, but we are not box score watchers. And we saw what he did on the defensive end of the floor. Um, super active. Uh, I can't speak highly enough because we, we actually went into this game saying that it had to be a big bam out of bio game and Tyler hero game. And that if you didn't see it from the second and third best players on the roster, essentially that this was a major indictment on their build and everything else. Bam Adebayo had 12 points and six rebounds in 27 minutes. And Tyler Hero had 10 points and two rebounds and three assists in 21 minutes. Now, both of them did their thing out there, but this is just, I think um, another example of this team kind of went, when we think we got them pegged, we don't necessarily got them pegged. Um, the next guy that we're going to slide into and, and discuss is Max Struess uh, <laughs> because this is so funny how this works. And, and just so, so all of our listeners know when I start uh, finger waving as a, a, you know, fan policing, I totally get it, man. I get stressed out about stuff. And this is funny about the, the way that this all works, right? We're screaming Duncan Robinson. We need Duncan Robinson. And Sean, that's your boy, Duncan Robinson. And he got playing time, 13 minutes, um, but Max Struess ends up being the guy other than Jimmy tonight. If you had to look at somebody that really showed up, it was Max, right, Sean? Like that's the other guy here. Yeah. Jim, I mean, uh, Max definitely showed up and then what nine, 10 rebounds too, right? Yeah. That's, that's kind of where I was going is the 10 boards. Yeah, Otherwise that's... I would be looking immediately at like, we could talk about Bam or Oladipo, et cetera, but like, that's the thing. Like you don't get that from, from him often. 
you, you know, and especially where in the last game, and, and I was I was sitting in the corner near the Heat's bench, and when he hit that sixth foul, that stupid foul uh, late in the shot clock where he fouled oh, yeah. the shooter, and he punched the scorer's table. Man, it sounded like a bomb exploded in that place. Like, I was worried about his wrist, but you could tell he was frustrated. He played poorly. He played poorly in both games. And to, for a young guy like that that doesn't have that background to come back out in game five, huge situation. People call him for his job. People call him for rotation changes. He showed up and he showed out. And, uh, you know, you got to be enthused about that. You know, I, I saw Duncan got out there. He didn't shoot the ball well, one of three. Didn't have the big role that maybe some people thought. But, you know, you still see that Spo has that in his back pocket. The same thing with Caleb Martin. He can slide him in there if he need be. And, and it's just nice to have that depth because you always have that option. Yeah, it's incredible, this team, really, because, like, that's kind of what I mean by, like, we can't really predict what's going to happen because, like, even when we start to predict that they're going to change things, then they just keep things the same. Or, you know, like, it's just interesting, and I think that that is a credit to the roster being so deep. In all my years watching Heat basketball, I can't remember it a team with as many interchangeable parts so that like literally like you can't call it on how it's going to go any given night. And that's like maybe what we are not used to teams like that having playoff success. And maybe we need to start like leaning into that strength a little bit more. And I, I don't know how you consolidate in, in playoff games. This is obviously the minutes are skewed a bit because this was such a blowout. Let me repeat the score. Cause I hate the Sixers so much. 120 to 85 y'all the Sixers shot 28% from three. The heat finally got back up to, uh, respectability from three they were 13 of 33 that's 39 percent. so that's around what they shot uh average for the season um this was a game about defense though sean what did you see the heat do differently defensively against joel Embiid? besides deadman slapping the ball into his face which you know sucks for for the pain tolerance part of it but it's just ironic that the ball got slapped in his face what did they do also against Tyrese Maxey? Because that's a guy that they haven't been able to stay in front of. He uh, had the coming into this game. I heard the broadcast say he had the most fast break points in the playoffs or the most in the last five years, some kind of stat they threw out there. He had nine points. He was two of 10 tonight. What did they do to stop slow Tyrese Maxey, Joel Embiid and company? Yeah, you know, I'm looking at the cleaning the glass numbers and, you know, Philly finished with a 92 offensive rating, which is obviously not very good. The Heat had a 130, which is very good. Um, and it wasn't really about turning Philly over tonight. It was really about just being sound defensively, uh, positionally, I would say. They played a lot of zone. The, the adjustment that I saw, you know, they – the focus was a lot about fronting Joel Embiid and he did a good job of creating position, pushing people up further above the free throw line. And it seemed like tonight, when he was above the free throw line, they flipped around that top part of the zone and played behind. But if they did get caught in front, that guy on the back line, usually it was the center, would slide in there. And you know what? They got a couple defensive three in the keys, and that's a Deadman thing. But, like, I'm okay with that. That means the help is waiting yeah. versus the help is too far outside the lane, and now Joel is going to catch in the middle. And when he did get catches, two, three guys swarming him, make him make a decision, and he really hasn't been able to shoot jump shots even in the games in Philly. So I think that was a good adjustment. The transition thing, you know, I think one of that, one of the parts of that is good offense. It's hard to get into transition for Philly when you're taking the ball out of the net. So when, you know, Miami's scoring, you're not going to get Maxi into transition. Um, 
because Philly, you know, being in the half court, they were at about a 74 offensive rating. So that's even worse. You know, that's terrible. And they were in the half court about 79, 80% of their possessions. Wow. Um, that is not, not, not good. And the other effect of that, and I'll stop spitting out data for you, but Philly's no, offense was good so data bad. Is what's up? No, that's good. You, I'm not bringing that to this show. So we appreciate it. Keep, keep coming. Philly's offense being so poor, being so ineffective, Miami's able to grab rebounds. And although Bam had zero assist, I thought the adjustment was Bam pushed a lot off of live rebounds. Um, I was looking at cleaning the glass again in transition. Miami had a 173 offensive rating. And naturally in transition, you're going to have a good offensive rating. But especially off of live ball rebounds, Miami was very effective. Not just Bam, but just pushing off those misses and getting up against a set defense or an unset defense in Philly. So a lot of things right there that just played into Miami's favor. And I think that's why you had such a blowout. Yeah, I um, I noticed that they... I don't know how the hell they were doing it. I, I guess it's the zone. You you maybe would be able to 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 spot it quicker than me because you got coach's eye. Like Embiid was catching the ball out of the paint more than he has in any other game, and um, like kind of starting closer to the top of the key versus like one foot in the paint is weird. And and just it's four feet difference, but it makes a difference. And uh, I was interested to see that he didn't fight for position more um i know that there's probably going to be a contingent of philadelphia fans who say he, he got hit in the face and ever since then he wasn't you know the same but he actually had a, a string there where he started to play well he was efficient from the field um obviously it's a bad game overall from the entire team but i was really impressed because it felt like that was the one guy that, that the heat had no damn option or like there was no one on the bench that you're going to say, okay, this is the guy that we're going to put on him now. Like there was no other options. It was keep doing what you're doing and try to make it work. And, um, and they proved tonight that they could find ways to make him less, less effective. We'll say, and in a game like this, obviously they blew their asses out. So it didn't really matter, but um, I thought that that was huge there. Uh, we are going to talk about a whole bunch of other uh, players because there's some guys on the bench that we need to discuss um, but before we do, I want to tell you about one of the great sponsors of Five Reason Sports, and that is Prize Picks, my favorite daily fantasy app on, on uh, planet Earth, basically. Uh, it's, it's super easy because you literally pick the sport, pick your favorite players, pick the stat, whether it's points, rebounds, assists in basketball. Uh, each player will have a number assigned to them and you pick, will they go over or under that number tonight? For instance, Tyler hero was a 17.5 points. Do you go over or under? I went over and he only scored 10. So that didn't work out for me, but uh, Jimmy Butler went over 34 and a half points, rebounds and assists. He got 36. So I, I scored on that one. Had I put those two together, I would have doubled my money. And if I use the code five F I V E, it would double my initial deposit. So that's how you want to approach this thing. It's daily fantasy made easy. You can play different sports, stack different players, do five pick four pick flex plays, power plays. So there's a bunch. This show is sponsored by better help. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, 
how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. Have you found the keys to unlock your best trip? On a Trafalgar tour, you unlock more than just the world. We give you the keys to discover real connections and one-of-a-kind experiences. It all starts with expert itineraries where everything is taken care of. With Trafalgar, your money goes further, and so do you. Unlock your best self. Discover more at trafalgar.com unlock. That's T-R-A-F-A-L-G-A-R dot unlock. Different options to uh, win money. A lot of fun. You got to use the code five F I V E to double your initial deposit up to a hundred dollars. Download the app, wherever you get your apps from that's prize picks or check them out online. Prizepicks.com. All right. Um, Gabe had a really good game. Bam. I mean, everyone had a damn good game. So it's like, I can't really just do this thing. So I'm kind of getting to the most pertinent uh, parts of this before we look ahead to game six for just a little bit. Um, this old depot. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna say. I think we have to give Gabe his flowers. Like there was a whole lot of panic today. I think from some sections of the fan base when Lowry was announced out. There was it was kind of people on the fence of like, should we push Lowry through? Should he make him you know be that tough guy that fights through it? I love seeing Lowry engaged on the bench, being essentially a coach, you know, helping the guys out. But Gabe Vincent, man, I know I tweeted this out during the game, but like he's emotionless in a good way. Like he never gets too high, never gets too low. He's just kind of like even keel, very calm, always focused. And, and he's just really stepped up. I mean, think about losing your point guard is not an easy thing to do. And, uh, you know, you could slide other guys in there, Tyler, or Jimmy, but it takes them out of doing what they do best. So props to Gabe because he really stepped up in game five. I'm glad you slowed me down and gave him those flowers. Um, just to expand on that a little bit. I think it says something when um, Gabe can be plugged in for Kyle 
Gabe does not run the offense like Kyle. I know early in the game, I was being, I was immediately irritated because I felt like Jimmy was pressing. Um, and it was because they weren't really like advancing the ball up the court fast like they do with Kyle because Gabe just, he is different tempo. But for him to have two assists, but to have controlled and directed traffic enough with this team, obviously Jimmy had the ball a lot and doing things his way. But this was a game where in a game five high leverage situation to, for Gabe Vincent to step in and step up to me. Now there is no discussion. Like Gabe Vincent has secured the other point guard on this team. Like I remember when Kyle initially got injured, Bam kind of alluded to that. Kyle was going to miss some time by saying, this is a huge opportunity for Gabe before we all knew whether it was going to be Gabe or someone else that started the team thinks of Gabe as the as the as the reserve guard behind Kyle. So I think that we can put to rest like the discussion about what they're going to do with lineups go forward. I think this showed a ton and I know every series is different, but there's certain things that I don't think change in point guard is one position that you don't play with a ton. So I'm starting to lean in more than ever to the idea that this is Kyle, Gabe, and then the other stuff, you know, they can switch guards around otherwise, but those guys are going to have some semblance of minutes night overnight. Um, but where I was trying to speed off to, because I guess there's a juicier topic long-term, cause you know, I'm always thinking of that, that big picture, Victor Oladipo, man, like 18 minutes and he's efficient and he's getting buckets and he's hitting, well, he hit one open three uh, from around the top of the key, uh, engaged on defense, just doing all the little things. Uh, I'm feeling really good. Nakia said the Heat are lucky that the, they have Oladipo's bird rights this summer. I agree. Um, Tyler Hero started out really bad. The timeline was mean to him tonight. And then he's, he kind of figured himself out. Uh, what do you make of how Spo's going to manage Oladipo and Hero minutes together going forward? Is that something to even be concerned about? Because that was a topic of discussion today of staggering them. Um, and just like, I'd love to hear your thoughts on what you saw from Oladipo and kind of what you think he means for the rest of the playoffs. Yeah, I think Vic did a good job of, um, you know, getting through that point of attack, getting to the mid-range, you know, getting to that nail area, pulling up. That mid-range against the, the 76ers is always open. You give him a nice ball fake, you can get to the mid-range. Tyler can get there. Gabe gets there. Uh, Jimmy obviously gets there. You know, I, I think he also does a good job of putting pressure on the rim, and that's something that we don't have a lot, unfortunately, are on our team. Um, he, do, he does at times get sticky with the ball, and that can be irritating, I feel like, sometimes with Victor Oladipo. But um, you know what? I think the combination of him, Tyler, and Jimmy – uh, and hopefully if Kyle comes back, we have to figure out what pairings work and which ones don't. And if you look at net ratings, some of those lineups don't work as well um, without having them in front of me. You know, it's just it seems like sometimes they take turns. They don't know who should be leading, who should be attacking. And, uh, you know, that just takes time because those lineups really, if you think about it, Victor Oladipo only played at the end of the season. So it's hard to really have an understanding outside of the practice floor, what those guys, you know, how they fit together, but they'll figure it out. Suppose a smart coach. And uh, it's just a luxury to have those options, you know, because in the past we didn't always have all those options looking down the bench. Yeah, no, it's super true. And also like, even though Tyler hero had a quiet game, he could easily have a huge series in the next round if they advance or like, so I, I think people need to be a little careful with making firm declaration series over series. Let this thing play out. See how guys do. I thought Tyler, um, the way that he 
initially started slow and then found himself as the game went on. Even if, I mean, you could call it garbage time minutes, but if there's nine minutes, 10 minutes left in the fourth quarter of a playoff game, I don't care how much you're up by that is not garbage time by my standards and my standards are all that matter. Damn it. So Tyler hero to me, I felt like he rebounded tonight. Um, and, and, um, and got started to get back on track. Um, did you see them do anything different with Tyler Hero that I may have missed? I know that that the Sixers are absolutely laser focused on him. That is no doubt. You can see it. It's you. It's physically like like you just uh, not physically, visually evident as you just like you just. It's so easy to point out. But did the Heat put him in different spots? Is I guess where I'm going, Sean. Um, I didn't see much different, but I'm wondering if maybe your eye caught something. Yeah, I'd like to go through it again tomorrow just to watch it closer, but it didn't seem like he struggled as much with the trapping. I didn't see it as much from Philly, which is an interesting thing because it was so successful. Um, you know, he, he just seems sometimes to get himself too close to the sideline, and that leads into those traps. You don't have as much room to escape. Um, but, you know what, again, he's a guy that works at his craft, so I think he watches tape. He's going to figure out how to attack those traps. Um, you know, he, he got stronger, but it's still something where his body's developing, and I, I think he'll grow, he'll learn from this you know he's still a what 21 year old 22 year old and uh you know i, I think you got to trust in him it's a positive sign like you said to struggle early and then to come out of it in that third quarter and have a little run yeah no i i that's why there's really no negatives to take away from tonight heat fans like that's this is about as good a game five as you could have had about as good a response as you could have had you definitely um, are putting yourself in great position now you need you got two games to get one to advance um, and Embiid looks weird um, Chris Haynes was talking about him being under the weather to some degree not maybe sick but like I don't know if it's tired fatigue I, I didn't really I couldn't necessarily um, make uh, make sense of what he where he was going with that but he felt like Embiid was off maybe it's catching up with him all the the heavy minutes getting back into these games there's no breaks between these games. So I'm interested for game uh, for game six to see how Embiid comes out because that's kind of been the key to this whole thing other than the shooting. Um, and the shooting for the Sixers tonight, uh, let's just quickly check in on that. They ended at 28% from three and 36% from two. So compared to the Heat, that was an absolute disaster. Uh, when a disaster strikes in your home or business, you need specialized, fast, and reliable service. Water Cleanup of Florida understands the impact and stress that an unexpected disaster may cause. So with over 60 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, and the team at Water Cleanup of Florida is prepared to handle any size disaster you may have. The guys are third-generation contractors in South Florida, so they continue to maintain their sterling reputation, which is extremely important to them. Their objective is to make the cleanup and insurance claim process as painless and hassle-free as possible. They're also a licensed building contractor, so they provide A to Z service, one-stop shopping for every busy homeowner, business owner, trying to get things done. You need a guy to go to, you need a team to go to, go to watercleanupofflorida.com. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell, 954-579-0356. Tell him you heard about us on five reasons. They will definitely take great care of you. Again, that's Water Cleanup of Florida. Call Michael, 954-579-0356. If you got the schmutz, they got the guts. So. 
We're running out of time here. So Sean, any final thoughts on game five before we put it to bed? I feel like I should have been more hyped than I actually was. Um, but just know that it deep inside this, this, this response really makes me feel good about this team because um, it, it wasn't under perfect circumstances at all. And they figured it out. Anything else from you about game five before we quickly look ahead to game six. So in game five, I know the discussion was, you know, Joel Embiid didn't get MVP. He was robbed, you know, being here in Philly, you, I've heard people crying, you know, it's just, it's, it's embarrassing. I feel like, you know, they're all mad about Embiid, not Jokic and all that stuff. They got a mad uh, Eric Spolstra. He was mad about coach of the year. That's what we should have been worried about. Not Embiid coming out and destroying us because he was mad about MVP, but Spoke came out there and just put on a masterclass. And, uh, you know, to your, your point before the break about Embiid, is he sick? Is he bothered by the mask? Did he get hit in the face too hard? Is his eyes swelling? Is his thumb hurting? Is his back hurting? Who knows? But he's got one game. And if he doesn't play well, I don't think they can win. I mean, it just comes down to that, right? On Thursday, he has to play well. Um, so, We'll see. I, I, you know, neither of us, I think we'll, we're not wishing anything poor upon him, right? We don't want him to be hurt or anything like that. I mean, no he's way. a great player. We respect him, but you know what, if, uh, if he can't go out there and do it, it definitely favors the heat. And as Heat fans, you know, you, you like that advantage if it presents there. So, yeah, I mean, you, you play who's in front of you, right? So like, if he's out there, it is what it is. Um, I never wish injury on any player at all. I make fun of a lot of players and a lot of them happen to play for the Philadelphia 76ers, but I just like, make no mistake guys. I like, guess is just basketball. Pat Riley said it best. And we are going to say it here it is the toy department of human affairs. So this stuff is not serious y'all, but um, I don't know what's going on with Joel Embiid and I don't really care. I want the heat to close this thing out, go on the road Shut that team down. Jamie talked about it to Chris Haynes right after the game. Play defense. Don't worry about this whole shots thing. Although you got to make some shots. I mean, like you saw it tonight, but lock in on the defensive end, go up there, get this series over with. And I think it will be a quite the punctuation as you head into the conference finals with that Boston Milwaukee series still neck and neck to me, there's, um, you know, a lot to be decided there, obviously with game five uh, coming up tomorrow. So I, I think that it's just a really interesting opportunity for the heat to get this done, not take this to seven where then they have to come back and get another home crowd with home cooking. Um, so I am confident heading out there. They look dejected. They look tired. The Sixers did. But you know what? That's how they look when they left <laughs> for game after game two. And then you saw how things flipped. So that's why this stuff has to be fun. Um, but I'm expecting the Heat to close this thing out. I feel like James Harden had his moment. That's not going to happen again. Tyrese Maxey is starting to um, not hit a wall. I'm not going to say that because it's one game. But like every young player is going to have peaks and valleys in a playoff run. So it's like, you never know if you have like just a little bit of a regression and then all of a sudden things open up. So to me, I'm feeling confident about game six. Uh, final thoughts before we close here. Yeah. I just looked, uh, it looks like Philly is opening as a two and a half point favorite wow. on Thursday. So, you know, you probably expect that at home on game six, they just won both games in Philadelphia. Um, you know what? We, we come out of this with a lot of confidence. You have the questions of Embiid. They're going to be ready to play. You're going to have to, you know, absorb that crowd in the first quarter. Um, you know, see what happens. If you, they, the pressure is on them now. That's the thing. 
And I, and I have a, a great saying that I learned from one of my coaching mentors, pressure makes pipes burst, right? So the pressure's on them. If they can't handle it, those pipes burst and uh, you call water cleanup of South Florida, right? If you got, that happens, huh? <laughs> a little segue go. there, right? <laughs> That's a perfect segue and a perfect way to end. Definitely call water cleanup of South Florida. And on this podcast, on this show, on Five on the Floor, we got the guts. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network.